fun to be a part of it and and play. It's always you know it's not hard to get up for these games and <clears throat> it's another big game for us too. Um, you know, first and foremost, two points on the line. We just want to make sure we grab those and um, we want to bounce back here from the last one. Is there a particular Bruins Canadian game from the year that you remember? Um, yeah, it was uh, probably Butch of the Year, but <clears throat> I remember it was Game Six playoffs here, and uh, it was I was I was in one of the top rows up there, uh, nosebleeds, but just atmosphere was unbelievable. You know, friends and cousins, and it was with my family, and it was just so cool to be there watching. So always wonder what it'd be like playing here and against them for the Bruins. So here we are. Is that the game, uh, Marco Sturm. Pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's Marco Stern. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty exciting. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. I am your host, Ian McLaren, and if it sounds as though I am uh, speaking quietly, uh, I'm not in a library. I'm actually in a coffee shop in Fergus, Ontario, home of the McGinn brothers uh, of the NHL. Uh, my wife and I are spending a couple nights at uh, an inn here in town, and uh, I just finished my work week and pounding out this episode from the confines of this uh, former bank turned coffee shop, uh, which is actually pretty cool, but, um, you know, can't necessarily speak at my normal talking voice, so I uh, hope you can bear with me as I bring you today's episode of the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm also fighting a cold, if you uh, if you can't tell. All that to say, it'll be a more subdued episode today as we preview tonight's game against the Montreal Canadiens and take a look at some news and notes from around the NHL. Bit of a shorter episode today due to the circumstances, but, uh, you know, still be recording tomorrow and Friday. Um, while uh, on this little mini holiday. Before we get deep into it, I want to remind you that you can find me on Twitter at Ian C. McLaren. Uh, you can also find me, uh, sorry, the show at LO underscore Boston Bruins. The Locked On Boston Bruins podcast is available anywhere podcasts can be found. And if you are an Apple user, I would uh, request a rating and a review. That would be very much appreciated. Off the top, you heard uh, Boston Bruins forward Charlie Coyle discussing tonight's game against the quote-unquote rival Montreal Canadiens. Um, the rivalry has lost a bit of its luster in recent years, saying as well, the Bruins are good and the um, Canadians are not that great. Um, you heard Charlie Coyle reference a Game 6 playoff win over the Canadians that he attended with uh, friends and family. That would have been in 2008, where the 8th-seeded uh, Bruins won that game uh, with, f- I believe, four third-period goals. The game winner was scored by Marco Sturm to force a Game 7 back in Montreal against the top-seeded Canadians. The Canadians went on to win that series, unfortunately, but uh, it's pretty cool that young Charlie... Uh, who we all know is a Weymouth native, was in the building for that game. And, um, you know, he said um, it was so cool to be there watching. He always wondered what it would be like playing here against them with the Bruins. And here we are. Um, Coyle did get his first taste of this rivalry earlier this season. 
but um, he's looking forward to tonight's fourth and final meeting between the two teams. Um, obviously, the main thing is for the Bruins to get the two points um, as the Tampa Bay Lightning are hot on their heels in the race for the Atlantic Division. Uh, now only one point back, but we'll get to that in a moment. One uh, other lineup note, uh, Joaquin Marshall will be back in the lineup after missing four games while he dealt with complications from an allergy condition. Uh, he's played just 39 games this season due to the illness and other injuries, but he's hoping to uh, stay healthy and get some momentum ahead of the playoff uh, stretch run. Um, you know, he is a, a key member of the fourth line alongside Sean Corrali, uh, who's back there after playing some time up on the third line, and Chris Wagner. Um, Nordstrom said, we want to be good, we want to be reliable, solid defensively, playing with the puck, and being strong on pucks down low in the O-zone. Obviously, being healthy is key to that. Um, you know, Bruce Cassidy, like I said, is reuniting this fourth line. They haven't been as effective um, as they have been in the past. Uh, and Cassidy said they'd be the first to admit they have more to give. At the end of the day, that's an important line for us. It has been for two years, three years, whoever's been on it. I mean, that fourth line has been important for this team, dating back to the 2011 Cup run, as we all know. Uh, we'd like to see them get there, meaning back to where they're capable of. I'm stating the obvious, but we're going to keep looking at it until we find something better or we really believe it won't happen. I still think there's room for them to get where they've been before. Uh, so, you know, their trade deadline's coming up, as we all know, and uh, this line will get a chance to reestablish itself. If it doesn't work, then um, there may be some changes, maybe in the form of a recall of Trent Frederick, or um, we could even see Joe Thornton brought in, as we talked about uh, yesterday. Uh, with Nordstrom returning to the lineup, Danton Heinen will be back uh, on the right side of a line with Charlie Coyle and Anders Bjork. Of course, second line will be Kuhlman, uh, Krejci, DeBrusque, and then the perfection line off the top. Uh, Montreal was riding a four-game winning streak that was snapped on Monday uh, against the Arizona Coyotes. They're somewhat clinging to uh, uh, playoff hopes. They're seven points behind Toronto for third in the Atlantic and eight points out of a wild card spot. So the Bruins could really kind of uh, do some damage to those hopes tonight. Uh, they're without number one defenseman uh, Shea Weber, who's been sidelined with a lower body injury. Uh, Nick Kiprios, formerly of Sportsnet, he's reporting today that it, it could be an issue with his surgically repaired foot. And it not only puts his season in jeopardy, but uh, possibly his career as well. So that's... Uh, you know, bad news for the Canadians and possibly for the Nashville Predators who might have to deal with some pretty heavy uh, cap recapture penalties if he does decide to retire, but that's looking ahead a bit. Of course, the Bruins will also get a first-hand look at Ilya Kovalchuk, who they're reportedly uh, still interested in despite the fact that he's a Canadian. They could have had him for free, obviously, a couple weeks ago. Um, but word was earlier this week from Eric Angles of Sportsnet that Sweeney remained interested, so we'll see uh, what comes of that. Uh, on defense, it uh, looks like we'll have the top four of Chara McAvoy, Crew, Carlo, Grizzlick, John Moore sliding into that uh, third pair slot, and then uh, Tuka Rask will be getting the start. 
so yeah, that's pretty much the look at uh, tonight's game against the Canadians. It's the only early game on tonight, I believe. So all eyes will be on this one, those of us who will be watching hockey. And uh, it should be a spirited affair as, you know, the rivalry gets renewed somewhat and uh, the Canadians fight to keep their very slim playoff hopes alive. Those of you who have been listening to the podcast for quite some time will have heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. You may not know that Locked On Bruins is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Bruins fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listeners. A Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Bruins fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put our company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcasts.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Again, that's advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcasts.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. Let's now take a look at some news and notes from around the NHL. And since there's quite a lot to get to, that'll pretty much take up the bulk of the rest of the podcast. Um, first of all, I want to uh, send uh, well wishes to Jay Bomeister and his family after uh, last night's Ducks and Blues game was postponed uh, due to Bomeister suffering a cardiac incident and collapsing on the Blues bench during the first period. Uh, there was a quick response from uh, the medical staff from both clubs. Uh, Bo Meester was stabilized and was reportedly conscious, alert, and moving his extremities as he was taken to the local hospital for further tests. And the Blues are expected to update his uh, condition uh, later on today. Of course, it brought back memories of uh, Rich Beverly uh, with the Dallas Stars a few years ago and also Yuri Fisher. Uh, of the Detroit Red Wings uh, almost 15 years ago, I believe. Um, so very frightening, and here's hoping Bolmeister makes a full recovery and returns to action soon, but obviously there's no guarantee of that uh, based on uh, the Rich Beverly precedent anyways. Um, elsewhere, the Tampa Bay Lightning won again, uh, this time 2-1 over the Pittsburgh Penguins in overtime. That puts them... One point back of the Boston Bruins uh, for first overall, not only in the Atlantic, not only in the Eastern Conference, but uh, overall as well. The Tampa Bay Lightning now have the top goal differential in the NHL as well, uh, plus 51 compared to Colorado at plus 46 in second, and Boston at plus 45 in third. Only Pittsburgh comes close at plus 32 um, uh, the Bruins and Lightning are now level when it comes to games played. Uh, so no more games in hand to rely on for the Lightning. And from here on out, it looks to be a dead heat uh, for between these two clubs um, heading into the uh, playoffs as to who will come out on top. Um, as I mentioned yesterday, there's not really much... Um, 
detriment to falling into second. If you go on the current standings, Bruins as the first place team would be in line to play Philadelphia, as the, who's the second wildcard club. They're currently seventh overall in the Eastern Conference, whereas Tampa Bay, uh, they're second uh, in the conference, second in the Atlantic. So they would play the third place team, which is the Mon- or, sorry Toronto Maple Leafs, and they are currently eighth in the East. Um, with 68 points. So it's a kind of a pick-your-poison thing. Do you want to play one of the Metro wildcard teams, or do you want to take advantage of a Toronto team that has not really impressed all that much this season? Uh, obviously, it looks like Boston will have home ice advantage either way, so uh, that should come in handy uh, once again. Um, injury-wise, could have some impact on the trade market. Uh, Nazem Kadri. Our old friend, uh, who won't be suspended this year against the Bruins, it looks like, obviously, um, unless the Avalanche and Bruins meet in the final. Uh, he's week to week with a lower body injury, meaning the uh, Avalanche might be forced to look to the trade market. I think they have something stupid like $30 million in cap space. Um, so, yeah, they could make some pretty big moves and take some bolt swings ahead of the deadline, although I'd don't think they'll be too willing to part with many of their young assets um, as they're pretty well positioned for the future. Uh, Connor McDavid is going to be sidelined two to three weeks with a quad injury. Um, always hate to see him out, and um, it could, although, open the door for Pasternak to move into second if he has a couple big weeks here. Uh, the Maple Leafs won again last week, uh, meaning... Uh, yeah, they remain ahead of the Panthers in the race for third spot. Uh, Panthers, uh, two points back, uh, albeit with a game in hand. Um, so I think those are pretty much the big uh, news bits. I already mentioned uh, Shea Weber's situation. If we jump to the rumor mill, there's quite a lot of Bruins uh, noise over the last couple of days. Uh, first of all, the Athletics... Uh, sorry, Andy Strickland, who's from Fox Sports... Um, and also NHL Network analyst Brian Lawton are both claiming that teams are showing interest in David Backus, who hasn't played since being placed on waivers a month ago. Uh, Strickland said, however, many of them are on Backus's eight-team no-trade list. Um, now, the thing is, these two aren't really A-list insiders, so take it with a grain of salt. But if that is the case, uh, the Bruins, of course, will have to throw in um, a quality asset or two, as well as possibly some retained salary in order to make that work with any of these teams. So um, it would be great to get his uh, contract off the books, uh, but we'll see what the cost is if and when it comes to that uh, point. Um, TSN's Bob McKenzie is reporting there seems to be some growing sense of optimism that the Rangers might re-sign Chris Kreider now that contract talks have begun. Um, It's going to be difficult for the Rangers to pay Kreider what he's looking for, so he still feels it could go either way. Um, And if they do re-sign Kreider, McKenzie adds they could be forced to shop uh, a combination of RFAs like Pavel Buchnevich, Ryan Strom, Tony D'Angelo, uh, Pavel Buchnevich uh, in particular would be a very nice consolation prize for the Bruins if they wanted to continue to uh, look at the Rangers for help. 
Uh, Frank Saravilli of TSN is reporting the Bruins and the Lightning have reportedly had internal discussions about adding Joe Thornton to the lineup. Uh, I talked about Thornton extensively yesterday, making my case for adding him. Um, any decision uh, is pretty much up to him as he has a uh, no-move clause. Um, and, of course, just because the Bruins and Lightning have talked about it doesn't mean... Uh, it's going to happen that he's the only player that they're looking at they're probably looking younger um, and with contract control like uh, like a Kyle Palmieri for instance uh, but again it's uh, something that is increasingly becoming uh, more and more verified that this is a thing that uh, could happen um, another interesting bit is Taylor Hall uh, again there's still more talks that the Coyotes could flip him before the deadline. Um, they acquired him back in December. They're kind of back and forth as to their playoff aspirations. Um, and, uh, you know, if there seems to be a risk that he won't re-sign with the team, then it might be uh, prudent for them to flip him uh, prior to the deadline. Could be a guy the Bruins might look at, but... Um, I wouldn't think so, uh, ought to be quite honest. Some breaking entertainment news to finish the podcast today. Variety is reporting that uh, Disney Plus has issued a 10-episode series order for a sequel to The Mighty Ducks, and Gilmore Girls' mom, Lauren Graham, will play the lead. The new Mighty Ducks will be set in present-day Minnesota, where the Ducks have evolved from scrappy underdogs to an ultra-competitive powerhouse youth hockey team. After 12-year-old Evan is unceremoniously cut from the Ducks, he and his mom, Alex, set out to build their own ragtag team of misfits to challenge the cutthroat, win-at-all-costs culture of competitive youth sports. Now, um, look, sounds like uh, production will begin next week in Vancouver, and the show will premiere later in 2020 on Disney+. Plus. So, uh, yeah, that should be pretty exciting. There was rumors that Emilio was going to be in it as well. Uh, perhaps he'll be the coach of the um, upstart, the Ducks, in this one. But, yeah, that should be pretty cool, and I'm looking forward to that. Still waiting for the Beartown adapt, uh, HBO adaptation, which was supposed to be on HBO Europe. Uh, if you haven't read Beartown do do that and uh, i hope that show is available sometime soon anyways that's it for today's episode of the locked on boston bruins podcast live from the vault in fergus ontario uh sorry for it being a bit quick today but uh yeah due to the circumstances uh that's pretty much all there is plus the stupid schedule that the bruins are on um makes it so that there's not much to talk about seeing as there's only one midweek game in advance of the matinee doubleheader coming up this weekend. Anyways, uh, yeah, hope you guys are having a good week, and I will catch you tomorrow, hopefully, to talk about a Bruins win. And uh, thanks for supporting the podcast, as always. My name is Ian McLaren, Ian C. McLaren on Twitter, at LO underscore Boston Bruins for the show. And, um, yeah, that's it. Take care, friends. Talk to you tomorrow.